Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. I had to, this this having a holiday in the middle of the week is throwing me off big time. I don't know what's going on. Uh, thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors. What happened? All right, so you know how I, uh, you know how I, I, I do the the, the Strangebury thing, right? I just think of a a county in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. I go to it on the ma- Google Maps and I just look at it, and I go from there, and I just pick I just pick a, ch- a town, right? I decided to go with Clay County today, just down the road. Brandon and, Walker's territory. Well, <laughs> right, just north of West Point. It's a town called Whites. Good Lord. <laughs> Just made me laugh. I was like, wonder who lives there. <laughs> God almighty. Like I, need to, I feel like I need to know more. Hold on. Uh, let me see. Let's see what it says about it. It's a small, unincorporated community. You think? It's As like it should be. It's like just up from the uh, Yokohama tire plant. Okay. We're not going with that, though. Let's so go let's somewhere move. else. Yeah, we're going to move on. Strange Brew Coffee House. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive through over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or Brupolo over in Tupelo. Be a little weird, Robbie. Brupolo was in Waddle. Was that in Clay County it as well? It is. Okay. It is. I stuck with Clay County. Clay County's got a, little, a lot of these little communities. I'm sure Brendan Walker knows exactly... My Uncle Where's Donnie lives just outside of Waddle. <laughs> oh, Uncle Donnie, we had, that's where we took Marty Mush, and I was going to leave him in the, if we had had the cameras around, I'd have killed him and left him in the creek. <laughs> Good God. What? Yeah, because Brandon's a serial killer. You know, I think, you know, I, I was talking to you earlier about, I, I watched the Tom Segura special this weekend, and he always talks about Garth Brooks being a serial killer. I think he needs to focus more on Brandon Walker. He thinks Garth Brooks is a serial he killer? He has this long-running joke where he finds, like, missing people, people who went missing on the same day that Garth Brooks was in their town. <laughs> and he, like, to the point where Garth Brooks, like, has blocked him on all social yeah. media. So, yeah, I, now that you mentioned it, I think yeah. I've heard that Like, before. where are the bodies? <laughs> so, anyway. If you don't live in uh, Starkville, or if you don't live in uh, Tupelo, and you want to enjoy Starkville or Strange Brew Coffee... It's uh, simply a click away. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. And don't forget, when you're in Starville or Tupelo, when you buy Strange Brew Coffee House, you're supporting the Bulldog Initiative. It's a Bulldog Initiative business, and you can support Mississippi State Athletics with every purchase at Strange Brew Coffee House. 
College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for, whether it be for yourself, for your car, for your house, for your tailgate, whatever it is. If it's Mississippi State, they've got it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area, ridden by Fleet Feet, Flowwood by the Half Shell, or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Startville's flagship restaurant. It's the place to go for lunch, for dinner, for Sunday brunch, whenever you are in this town. If you live here and you're just lucky enough to do that, then you can go there every day. And I would suggest doing it. You you could have a different blue plate every day for like a year. Maybe more. I don't know the I don't know the math. Five meats, like eight veggies. It's probably like five or six years you don't have to have the same thing twice. That's good, that's good variety. So enjoy it. Next time you're here in town, make a trip to Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi here to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the one closest to you. And, of course, when you open that account, you are setting yourself up for future business that's going to benefit you for years to come. When you need to talk to someone about a loan, you don't want to talk to a corporate bank and people you don't know. You want to talk to the people in your community. That's what Priority One Bank is. They are a community bank first and foremost. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the branch nearest you. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. We enjoyed our day off, but now we're back at it here on Thunder and Lightning. Got a good show lined up for you today. A little later in the show, we're going to talk to Richard Silva, who covers the Auburn Tigers uh, for the Montgomery Advertiser. That is our opponent preview for today. But today, Robbie, and speaking of you know Auburn and, and Mississippi State beat Auburn this year, I want to talk about. We've made the, the the point about Mississippi State being underrated year after year, and it goes back, you know, way a ways. You know, you think about 2014; they were predicted to finish sixth in the West. They finished second. Uh, 2017, I think they were predicted sixth in the West. They finished fourth. Um, last year, predicted I think last in the West, and they finished third. But the year I thought the, the year that really stands out to me for for a year where they were underrated was 2015. Um, they finished fourth in the West that year after being predicted to finish seventh. And I, one of the things I remember is that offseason, it's arguing with everybody who would listen to me that it was stupid. I mean, I, I use that word to pick State last because State had the preseason first team all SEC quarterback, Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I went back, I did the research. The team with the preseason or the, with the uh, all SEC quarterback had not finished with a losing record. It only happened one time going back to like 1982, and that was Jay Cutler at Vanderbilt, who went 5-6. and six. That's the equivalent of going 10-2. and two. Yeah. So anyway, I think there's a lot in common in 2015 and 2023. S- senior, veteran, quarterback. Y- you know, you've got some good playmakers at the wide receiver position. You're a little interested to see what you got at running back. And remember, that year was the year State was not able to run the football. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. Defensively, you did have one star. You had Chris Jones on that team. But you had lost McKinney. You had lost Will Redman. Um, you, you, you'd lost Preston Smith. So you lost some of your stars. I think those two defenses are very, very similar to me, to be honest with you. I mean, there's a lot, I see, I mean if you tell me there's a lot of Beniquez Brown and Buki Watson, I'll buy that. I'll buy that for sure. I think those two teams are very similar. That team finished 9-4. and four. Uh, If they had won the Egg Bowl, they would have gone to the Sugar Bowl. 
Uh, but they didn't, obviously. Was, I mean, that was a good Ole Miss team. You can't take anything away from them. And also, that was a game where Dak was, was senior night. It was kind of emotional. That- One of the worst decisions Mississippi State's ever made marketing-wise was to have the most emotional possible senior night before the biggest game of the year. And Dak Prescott was just a wreck after that. He just was. Mm-hmm. Fumbled on the opening drive. They were never really... After that, they were never in it. Yeah. I mean, you look at the final score, they lost by 11, but I'm pretty sure at one point it was 28 nothing, Something like that. So. Yeah. Those two teams, though, I feel like there's some similarities. I feel like, you know, obviously it, it, the first thing that stands out to me, and the, people are going to pick State to be last this year, is Rodgers. Rodgers and Dak. Uh, veteran quarterbacks, they've seen it all, they've done it all, they've had big games. I, I don't like the idea of predicting a team that has a quarterback as, as veteran, as experienced, and as talented, quite frankly, as Will Rodgers. Picking them last never makes sense to me. It kind of contradicts a lot of the thoughts of people out there that are making these um, predictions. When when people say that Will Rogers is going to be a top three, top four quarterback in the SEC, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm looking at teams, when I'm breaking down these teams, and we do these opponent previews and we do these SEC previews. The first thing I look at, I've said it before, is the quarterback situation. Do they have a good quarterback? Do they have experience? Do they have talent? And for Mississippi State, you're talking about the most experienced quarterback in the league outside of K.J. Jefferson, Mm -hmm. and he's just as experienced as K.J. Jefferson is. So when you talk about that experience and a guy that has won big games, has gone on the road and beaten a Texas A&M, has gone on the road and beaten Ole Miss at their place, you know, he's beaten some teams at home. It's kind of contradictory to say that this team is going to finish last in the SEC West. When you look at what they return, Will Rogers is returning. You got all those guys returning on defense. That was a defense that was really good last year. It's fair to say that there's some question marks about Zach Arnett as a head coach. There's some question marks about Kevin Barbet's offense and how it translates, how these players translate to it. And I've said this, if if you're willing to, to take a wait-and-see approach on Mississippi State, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's totally fair. If you're going to say, you know, I want to see what it looks like the first couple of games, I want to see how Will Rogers is adjusting to a new offense, I just don't know what's going to happen, That I think that's totally fair. But to completely dismiss Mississippi State after they year in and year out perform ahead of expectations, and to completely dismiss Mississippi State for returning a quarterback that has already broken SEC records and broken school records, and he's going to break almost every single SEC passing record this year. I think that that's foolish. I think that's that that's lazy. So yeah, I think there's there is a lot of similarities to that team. It was surprising to me that State was slept on that year. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott had kind of taken the world by storm in 2014, and you're returning him in 2015. It was kind of strange that that State was on down the list a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that team wasn't great. They they definitely had some holes. The running game was a big problem for them. Had they had Josh Robinson back, that would have been a different team. Had they had a couple of offensive linemen back like a Dylan Day and a Ben Beckwith, yeah. guys like that. That's one of the big differences is that team, 2014, you know, coming out of that you lose Dylan Clausell. Day, Blaine, Blaine Clausell, Ben Beckwith, uh, I forget who the the right tackle was, but you lost him as well. You I mean, really think you brought back Justin Malone? That was pretty much it. And then this year they returned four out of five starters. Also, you know, another similarity is a, a coordinator change. 
uh, this day was it's on different sides of the ball. But you know, you've gone from Mike Leach and 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 all that to Kevin Barbe. Defensively, you'd gone from Jeff Collins, who had had great success at Mississippi State, but it sort of tailed off from there at the end. And they bring back Manny Diaz in the 2015 season. And that defensively, that team, they were good but not great. Um, they 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 weren't a deep. They were a defense that could keep you from losing games. I don't know. If they were a defense that could keep you that could win games for you. Uh, I think this defense can be a defense that wins games for you. It was a. It was a um, cycle where you had lost a lot of the players that you developed on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Was Caleb Yules on that defense? Gone. He was gone. Yeah. So Caleb Yules, Bernardrick McKinney, mm-hmm. Preston Smith, mm-hmm. Will Redman, mm-hmm. those were huge losses there. Yeah, You were returning Chris Jones, but Chris Jones never really reached his potential. I think Jay Hughes is gone by then. I mean, at that point, been a two-year yeah. starter. Um, um, so you're breaking in guys in the secondary. You're breaking in guys on the defensive line, mm-hmm. linebacker. You just you lost some some key players. Mm-hmm. You know Richie Brown, I think, was starting to come up. Beniquez Brown, uh, and like I said, Chris Jones was there, but he never really reached his full potential with, until he got into the NFL. Mm-hmm. And now you're starting to see him. He was still very deer oh, in headlights. Absolutely. So. I think that you you had cycled out of that, which is what Mississippi State's probably going to do next year. This year is a to me very similar in the front six mm-hmm. to what they had in 2014 in experience. Now there's no, I don't know if there's a ben, if there's a Benardrick McKinney at linebacker. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a Chris Jones. I think some people Preston would tell Smith. you that Zachary Tillman is that guy. But, Hopefully, but we got a ways to go with that. But that, you know, you don't see a Preston Smith really. I mean, Jaden Crumity is excellent, but I don't see him as the right. difference maker in in pass rush. Jaden Crumity has a lot in common with Caleb Ewells. I yeah. think good player can elevate a defense a little bit, but he is not going to go get you nine ten sacks. Right. So there's not a there not a ton of NFL ready guys on that line and in the front six, but I don't think you have to have that. Yeah. I think I think this can be a defense similar to that twenty fourteen defense that you rely on heavily mm-hmm. that can kind of go toe to toe, not scared of anybody. They can go toe to toe with the Alabamas mm-hmm. and which Mississippi State did in fourteen and the mm-hmm. LSUs. I feel like State has the guys to do that yeah. up front in the experience. That LSU game, I'm looking back on it now. What, what a what a weird football game. State down 21-6 going into the fourth quarter. They scored two touchdowns. They missed the two-point conversion. Um, Wasn't a great pass from Dak, but, I mean. He was open. It hit Ashton Shumpert in the hands. And then you missed the field goal there at the end yep. where you bring in Devin Bell, who misses. I mean, looking at State's numbers in this game. They <laughs> They ran the ball 26 times for 43 yards. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they averaged 1.7 yards per carry. On the other side of it, LSU only threw it 14 times for 71 yards. State was able to pass the ball in that game. LSU was able to run the ball very effectively. Obviously, Leonard Fournette helps you in that. Fournette on the day, 28 carries for 163 yards. Not bad. Second Not a- half, State really shut them down. They did. And allowed the offense to kind of get back in it a little bit. They did. Yeah, LSU, let's see here, their second half. Uh, I mean, that's a 10-win team if State can catch a two-point conversion and hit a field goal. Second half, LSU, punt, touchdown, punt, 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 end of half, end yeah. of the game. Yeah, State, missed, State had really, the, the defense had really kind of figured it out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like if you, 
if you catch the two point conversion and you it's just get a field goal, yeah. I mean, that's a ten win team. That team could have very easily won ten games. Yes. I mean, they lost to they and, lost to, and, to Bama. Bama was a bad one. Bama's a bad Ole loss. Ole Miss was the a Ole bad Miss one. Bad loss. The LSU game, and then who they lost to? Uh, somebody else. Texas A and M. Yes. And that was a game where they had, I think, three or four turnovers in that game. That was at A. It was at A and M, and they just didn't play well in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like, I think that year part and part of what hurt Mississippi State that year, and I could be wrong, was that Dan Mullen was determined to showcase Dak Prescott the passer and got him away from being as big a part of the running game as he had been the previous years. And Which hurt Mississippi State, but it helped, it Dak. helped Dak Prescott. You know, it, it, His I plan mean, worked, Yes, and it, they it still developed, won nine games. It kept him healthy, and it developed Dak into a quarterback but that could play in the NFL. Dak the rusher probably could have beaten LSU. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh yeah! If they're if they're running the read yeah. with Dak in that game, I mean, yeah, he's he's he's, he's getting new yards. I mean, and and so I can't remember a And M if they were in that game enough. Well, defensively, anyway, they didn't play well enough, and they turned the ball over. But it would have been back to back ten win seasons, right? And that I mean that that doesn't happen at Mississippi State. That is probably the most under I, that in twenty fourteen. Obviously, you talk about twenty fourteen, they were predicted six, and they were, they were number one in the nation at one point. Mm-hmm. But this 2014-2015, you had back to back years where state was really underrated. I think twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three can mirror that. Now, I'm not saying state's going to go to number one at any point this year. I don't believe that's to be the case. But they were picked last last year. They'll probably be picked sixth or seventh this year. And yet they have that opportunity. They won nine last year. They have that opportunity again this season. There's a lot. There's some similarities in, in this this situation. There's some similarities in the schedule. You know, LSU, Alabama, Ole Miss at home, Kentucky at home, uh, Auburn, Arkansas, A and M on the road, and uh, the other road game that year was who else did they play on the road that year? Who was the other East team? Uh, Missouri. They yes. they went to Missouri and in the rain. <laughs> That game was a monsoon, and they uh, and they threw the ball around. Yeah, oh yeah. I yeah. mean, Dan that year was just not going to to run the football that much. I mean, he that was the most I've seen him throw the ball in the rain. They threw it forty one times. Yeah, I mean that was in a monsoon, and and Dak threw for three hundred three yards. Yep, and then he had what like five hundred and something against uh, Arkansas that That's, year. That was the game where he set the passing record that has since been broken by KJ Costello. That was but, crazy. Yeah, I, I, I see some similarities in the season. That team was eight and four. If you you know we're we're just what it's the fifth of June or July. We're probably about a month away from you know getting the media poll together and and seeing what the, everybody on the beat thinks about this team. Eight and four is probably where I am. What yeah. we said right now, I think they'll lose to Alabama. I think they'll lose to LSU. I think right now, if you said made me pick, I think they lose to Texas A and M. I just I feel like A and M's talent is going. It's just the you know on the road. It's tough. I mean, late November. And I hate to pick because I've I've been high on Mississippi yeah. State against A and M. Oh, and I, we again but, we have to always pre- preempt these remarks with like it's July. Yeah. When I get to November. I will have a much better grasp on where State And then another game. Do they lose at Arkansas, at Auburn, at South Carolina? I can buy that. Or or does Kentucky come in here and they're just a better team? I don't know. It would be surprising. It would be surprising, but it could happen. Kentucky is not a pushover. I I go back to this. We've we've said it over and over. If Mike Leach was still here, Mm -hmm. God rest his soul, 
Everybody would be saying nine Every, wins. I, I mean, think. nine wins would be like the expectations for this team. Yeah. Because you're going to – I mean, you, you you know what you're getting with Mike Leach. We've seen it now for for 20 years with Mike Leach. You know what you're going to get. In State, I would pick State versus A&M. I'd pick them to win that game. I'd pick State to beat Auburn. I'd pick State to beat Arkansas. You know what's funny, thinking about Mike Leach? Lose one you're not supposed to, win one you're not supposed to. Yeah. So tell me which they are. I think it's LSU. They beat LSU. Beat LSU. And then lose to either – it would be on the road. I think Arkansas. He, he was pretty good at home. Lose to Arkansas? Yeah, I could see that. Arkansas or A&M. Or God forbid the Egg Bowl, but we'll see. But yeah, that's they would beat L- I, w- I would be willing to say right now they'd beat LSU if Mike Leach is here. I think that Egg Bowl is going to look different with Zach Arnett. I think it's going to be Well, the days of the friendly more, Egg Bowl are over. Yeah, I, I think it's we going to be more... Run. There's going to be some shots taken. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a little more behind the hits. Everything like that. I was just thinking. I was thinking the other day about this upcoming season a little bit. It's like I haven't been to a press conference in three years because Leach didn't start them until like you know three thirty, and I would be on the air. And like Arnett's gonna be like, let's go at eleven a.m., ten a.m. Yeah, you know, get them over with. Yeah, I'm back at the press conference. Gonna be interesting. Can't wait. Very underrated football team in 2015. I think this this team has a chance to mirror a lot of their success. All right, let's move on into the opponent preview. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. It is grilling season. We're in July. The summer is all about cooking out. Nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. Steaks and burgers, always a great choice. Briskets, tri-tips, or a couple of chuck roasts like I did yesterday, always a fantastic suggestion. When you're firing up the grill this summer, make sure beef is going on there. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food you are looking for. Another Bulldog Initiative business, by the way. And don't forget to check out some Sunday suppers over at the two, over at two Brothers, where they elevate the menu up a little bit and get you some great country cooking. Spun up southern cooking. They gussy it up. Okay, again, I, gussy. I get to say that. I love to say that. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cod District. That's the place to find smoked southern soul food. Great products and great services. What every business likes to promise you, they deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. And they have for 48 years. Long time. Long time to be doing anything. Definitely a long time to be in business. And the reason they're doing that is because they take care of you guys when you deal with them. If you need technology for your business, call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you need service... You're talking to the same people who made you the sale. That's a huge difference. No 1-800 number, no out-of-state technicians or overseas call centers. Mississippi people, you're doing business with the people you know and trust. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Hope you're making it over to Dolce this week to check out the Coffee Toffee. That is exclusive to our listeners. Nobody else knows about it. It's, it's on the down low. But it's a great milkshake. It's got the shot of espresso in there. So not only are you getting a sweet treat, you're giving yourself a little boost, a little something to get you through the day. And it's a fantastic milkshake, just like everything else they have there at Dolce. When you want a sweet treat, their gelato is the way to go. It's hot in the afternoons. Head over to Dolce at 509 University Drive for a cool down. All right, let's get into this interview. I talked earlier today to Richard Silva. He covers the Tigers for the Montgomery Advertiser. Let's get his thoughts on what year one of the Hugh Freeze era is going to look like. 
We're into October now on the uh, opponent preview series here on Thunder and Lightning, and we are talking about the Auburn Tigers. Always such an important game for Mississippi State. And, you know, we talked about Kentucky last week, sort of the same thing here. Mississippi State playing Auburn for the last time until we don't know when, ending a, a continuous series that goes back, goes back to the 50s. Richard Silva joins us. He covers the Tigers for the Montgomery uh, Advertiser. We had you on. You took the job, at, what, the day that, that Freeze was hired? Is that accurate? So it was actually the day uh, Harson was fired was my okay. first day. Okay. It was uh, Harson fired, um, Cohen hired, and uh, Cadillac was named the interim all within like the first six hours of me having this job. That's a, that's a hell of a first day on the job. So <laughs> settled in a little bit for you, and obviously it's settled in a little bit at Auburn. The 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 we're, we're more into football now when we talk about Hugh Freeze. And, of course, it's got to start at the quarterback position. They have hit the transfer portal and bring in a guy that they, they are hopeful that can can be their starter in Peyton Thorne. What do you think about him? What's the early impressions that he is he going to be the starter? Is he going to be a guy who can elevate Auburn? Yeah, first of all, thank you for having me on again. But um, to answer your question, you know, it's Hugh hasn't really given much of an an answer of who of who's going to be the starter, and and he won't. I don't think he will. He has no reason to budge because he wants to keep that competition going up until, you know, I would presume game week, week one versus UMass. But, I mean, if I had to choose just based on reading the tea leaves, yeah, I would say Peyton is probably going to be the guy. I think you just look at Hughes' history. Um, Obviously, at Ole Miss, transfers, um, Bo Wallace, Chad Kelly, and then at Liberty, he had Malik Willis. So, you know, he's had great success with transfer quarterbacks before. And I was actually looking at some numbers about um, Peyton Thorne for a story I've got coming out tomorrow and something I found interesting. And obviously he regressed some last season, but in 21, he was very good with, uh, with Kenneth Walker by him. I believe they went like 11 and two or something like mm-hmm. that, but he had uh, his average yards per attempt rate 0.3 and the sec last year, that would have been six. The only guys better were uh, the five guys that went to the NFL and uh, hooker Bennett young and Levis. And then KJ Jefferson, mm-hmm. Uh, was the sixth or was the fifth there? So, um, I th- I think Thorne does some some really good things that that Freeze likes, and yeah, if I had to choose right now, I would I would say Thorne. And that leaves Robbie Ashford, who you know we, we saw a lot of 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 athleticism from him a season ago. He made some plays, but we we think we all know he's sort of limited as a passer. What what does his position become now? Does he does he stay at quarterback? Does he give them some packages where he can be brought in? What what's going to be the deal with Robbie Ashford? Yeah, so usually like personally, I'm a, typically against like yeah, to or having certain uh packages for a backup quarterback. I think in my opinion, I think it's silly. I think if you have your guy, you should roll with your guy. But I think Robbie is unique in that he, I mean, with the ball in his hands in the open field, he's he's like electric. And I don't think I appreciated it when I was watching or when I was covering the team for that last month, just because my head was spinning with so much going on. But I've gone back and I've watched some of those games. And yeah, Robbie, he he's unbelievable. I mean, he, he moved great against Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. He helped Auburn rush for... I forget the exact number, but a bunch of yards against Alabama, despite losing. Um, I think there will be some packages. There have to be, in my opinion, some packages with with him on the field, just because he brings such a he is such a, a dynamic runner. And then speaking of runners, you know Auburn is such a great tradition of running backs, and it, it appeared Jarquez Hunter was going to be the next guy in line from that, the Mississippi native. 
but some obviously been some offseason controversy for him. What's his status with the Auburn team right now? Uh, yeah, it, you know, it's kind of unclear up in the air. The last update that we kind of got was at a SEC spring meetings and somebody asked Hugh Freeze if anybody on his team was suspended. And he said that he does not comment on any ongoing um, issues or situations. So they they haven't even officially said that it's Jarquez that's suspended. But, you know, again, reading the tea leaves. But we don't know for sure. Um, It's up in the air. Well, the next time we talk to Hugh will probably be when fall camp begins. And we'll see if Jarquez is there. And, I mean, whether he's there or not, I'm sure he's going to get a question about it. This Auburn team, when I look at them on the depth chart, what stands out is the lack of of known names. You know, there's not a lot of known commodities at the skill positions uh, for the Auburn Tigers. You know, even if Thorne can come in and and be a a competent quarterback, got to have guys to throw to. Who are those guys for the for the Auburn Tigers this year? Yeah, so I mean, the roster is really overhauled. I think the the count is forty two scholarship newcomers. So I mean, basically half. Um, in terms of wide receivers, it's again a bunch of new a bunch of new guys um, hit the transfer portal really hard. I believe it was four transfer uh, wide receivers this offseason. So you had uh, Caleb Burton from Ohio State, uh, Shane Hooks from um, from Jackson State, mm-hmm. uh, Jair Shorter from North Texas, and Nick Mardner from uh, Cincinnati. And out of those guys. Personally, I just looking at the numbers and from what I've seen, I think Jair, Jair Shorter brings something really interesting. Last year, I think he caught a he only caught twenty three passes, I believe, but it was he caught eleven touchdowns for like six hundred and something yards. He led the nation in uh, yards per um, uh, yards per completion or um, yards per catch, I should say. And I mean, he he's really dynamic. And then there's Rivaldo Fairweather, the Florida international transfer at tight end. So I think there, there's going to be a lot of new faces, and it's kind of like a like a mix and match uh, of talent, and it's just a matter of can they can they make it work with all these new faces? Defensively, it's kind of the same question. I mean, just just not a lot of known commodities out there on on this defense, and this is an Auburn team that for years, especially on the defensive line, has had monsters up there. Who, who are the guys up front for Auburn this year to keep an eye on? Yeah, I think up front it's going to be a heavy rotation, and you know that's not unique to Auburn guys rotate on the defensive line everywhere, but I do think there will be a significant rotation here. Um, Justin Rogers, the Kentucky transfer, I think is a, is, is one a lot of people are keeping their name, uh, their eyes on. Um, there's the Mar- uh, Maryland transfer, uh, Messiah Nazilikite. He's, I don't know if he'll start, but he'll definitely be in that rotation. Um, there wasn't much attrition there in terms of guys transferring out. The only, the big name was Jeffrey Emba who went to Purdue mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think there's a uh, Marcus Harris up the, up there as well. I think there's a lot of good pieces there, but somebody has to to establish themselves as a that key that key difference maker. Maybe the the best guy on this defense is in the secondary and senior cornerback DJ James. Mississippi State fans might remember that name. He was committed to Mississippi State uh, for a time before I ended up at Oregon and then transferred uh, to to Auburn from there, I believe. I could be I could be wrong about that, but I remember him being committed to Oregon at one point. But regardless of that, it, can the secondary be the strength of this defense for Auburn? I do really think so. Um, every uh, player in the secondary that uh, logged a stat last season is back. I think they only had one departure in Craig McDonald, who he appeared in two games, but he didn't. There was no tackle, no pass deflection, or anything like that. 
Um, I think that's going to be a really big strength for them. Like you said, I would probably say DJ James is probably the best player on the team, definitely on the defense. Um, and then opposite him, you've got Nehemiah Pritchett, and then uh, you know behind them at safety, guys like Jalen Simpson. And then I, who I really think is is, is going to be really good is uh, Keontae Scott, who's at that nickel, that kind of star position. Um, I think he's really good. Last year was his first year coming out of JUCO, and then now he's going to get year two. I, I I would keep an eye on him. One thing we know about Hugh Freeze from being here in Mississippi, I mean, he's going to come in and he's going to elevate this Auburn program. And in year one, you know, you think about his first year at Ole Miss, he took a two and ten football team and and turned them into a six and six football team with a lot of the same pieces that that they had before. And sort of a similar situation with the transfer quarterback, Auburn five and seven a year ago. How much can Freeze elevate this program in year one? Yeah, so at every spot that Hugh's been at at Arkansas State, at Ole Miss, and at Liberty, they've improved in year one to what they were the year prior to he to him getting there. Obviously, Ole Miss the the most dramatic um, instance of that, like you said, going from two and ten to I think seven and six. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you said, five and seven last year. I do think that they're going to be better than that this year. They've got four non-conference games that I believe they should win. They've got Vanderbilt, which I believe they should win. And then it's a bunch of toss-ups after that. Um, you know, the Mississippi schools, obviously, I believe they have Arkansas on there. Um, so I think and, – and then you have the, the big games against LSU and LSU, Georgia and Alabama. And, I mean, you shouldn't bank on winning any of those, but if you do, great. But the, that's a long way of answering your question – I think they're going to be better than five wins. I think they make a bowl game. If I had to put in a prediction of like a regular season record, it'd probably be like around seven and five. Um, and then whatever happens in the bowl game, it depends on who they match up with. We will see. There's no question about one thing with Hugh Freeze there. It will be interesting at Auburn over the next few seasons. Enjoyed uh, talking to you, Richard. Appreciate it. Richard Silva from the Montgomery Advertiser. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Brian. All right. Thanks to Richard. Appreciate his time. Sort of the same thing we just said with Leach, by the way, applies to freeze. Win one you shouldn't, lose one you shouldn't. That's kind of the freeze way, too. Does Mississippi State fall into win one you shouldn't or lose one you shouldn't? That's a good question. I mean, I I feel like State has the more proven team from a roster standpoint. Mm -hmm. But on the road at Auburn, that's always a tough place to play. We've seen State win games down there. Mm-hmm. Um, they won in 21. They won in Rogers' best game as a Bulldog was yes. this game, I think. And so that that's what gives me confidence in Mississippi State here. It's year one with them. I don't think their quarterback situation is going to be very good. We don't really know. Did he? I, I know you asked him a question about Dark West Hunter. Is there mm-hmm. any resolution on Not that? Not really. So we don't really know what's going on with their running back situation. Um, and that's so weird with Auburn, right? You think about Auburn. I mean, going back to when I was a kid with Bo Jackson, they've always had that stud tailback that you could just you just knew he was going to rush for a thousand twelve hundred yards. Yeah, and they don't have that guy unless Hunter is good to go. And even then, I don't know. Hunter is not. He's, he's good. Not, but he's, he's good, not, but is he a twenty-five plus carry a game guy? I is don't that know. Tank Bigsby. No, you know. That's and I mean he's a, he's a workhorse he's a guy that's he's going to be solid but this will be his first time as like lead back so I don't know I mean I, I'm I, right as of today I'm going with State to win that game mm-hmm. as am I but um, you know if you said that that Hugh Freeze and company won that ball game with it being at Auburn and knowing you know how he is as a coach mm-hmm. that, it would not shock me. 
he's going to elevate that program. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the main thing to take away from Hugh Like, Freeze. that's a team that, by the end of the year, they should be a they lot better. They should be better. dangerous. Yeah. They should be a little dangerous. You know, I'm not saying they're going to win the Iron Bowl, but they'll make it more interesting than it probably has any right to be. For me, with Auburn and Mississippi State, I mean, first off, I, I think if you ask, and I, I say this a lot, if you ask the average college football fan who has the upper hand in that series, they would tell you that Auburn's probably won like eight of the last ten. Right. And in reality, I think it's split. I think it's 5-5 over the last ten years. Um, State has won. As you mentioned, they won the last time they went to Auburn, the crazy comeback. Uh, and, and that's something that, you know, for Rodgers, he takes himself over to Auburn with that confidence, with that, you know, that that memory in his in his mind going, okay, the last time I was here, I threw for 400 yards, I threw for five touchdowns, I brought us back from 25 points down. Mm-hmm. You know, today's going to be a, a walk in the park compared to that. And that was a better team going into that game mm-hmm. than this one. Now that team turned out to not – Finished the year very well. That Auburn but team, I think, was in the top ten. I think they, they was, were top. 15 they were six at least. and two. They had just beaten Ole Miss. You remember? know, Bo Nix got hurt in that game, and mm-hmm. the season kind of fell apart from there. But at the time, that was that was a team that had produced at least that year. They had won games, so you know, R- Rogers beat a team that presumably was a better team than this one, on paper at least. Yeah. Just bad coaching. Yeah, six and six. I think the, I think I agree with Richard. He said seven and five. I, you know, the, the, the loose to Alabama, the loose to Georgia, the loose to LSU, right? And then the rest of the conference. I think they get they have Vanderbilt as their other East team, so that helps them, right? They can win their non conference games. Their Power Five game is at Cal, mm-hmm. but I think they can go there and win that. So that's five. And then can they beat two out of Arkansas, A and M? Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and uh, I guess that's it. Yeah, two out of those four. Can they do that? Can they go five hundred and that's and go seven and five in year one? I, that seems doable. I, you know, it wouldn't Without, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I, seven I'd and five know, is not is not a hard thing to do in this league. I don't know off the top of my head where those uh, State and Ole Miss are both at home for Auburn. Yeah, that, 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 I think they'll get Ole Miss. I think so too. They, they. I mean, even last year they played them really well. If Hunter is good to go, if that running game is working, and plus, I don't think we've talked about this yet. Is Freeze versus Ole Miss for the first? Freeze versus State has some some juice. There's no question. Yeah. Freeze versus Ole Miss is there's 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 feelings there. Right. And Freeze is going to want to win that game. Oh yeah. Incredibly badly. Oh yeah. He's going to pull out all stops. And, and he's yeah. a guy who has stops to pull out. He has trick plays. He yeah, has he does. Him and, he'll fight. He'll have plays in that game that you haven't seen all season. Him and Gus Malzahn, and then Gus Malzahn and Dan Mullen. They had a, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know what, measuring contest. Yeah. every year oh, when they yeah. played, mine was the biggest. Yeah, they they love to pull out those trick plays. Yeah, yeah. You'll you'll see that. You'll see a little a little rabbit in the hat uh, in that game. But I yeah, agree. I mean that's. I would I would go with Auburn against Ole Miss right now. Right now, just, and then I mean, can they beat A and M or Arkansas? I think they can. I can get one of them at home. Yeah, is, I, is I, that I at home? I don't know. Let me let me look it up. I, I you know it's funny we did the schedule just a couple weeks ago too. We, For Auburn at all, to me it boils down to what games are at home because mm-hmm. that that place. So is tough Auburn to play. has they go to Arkansas and A and M, so that's, they split those games. Their their home west games are State, Ole Miss, and Alabama. So okay. they're probably gonna go one and two, and they, they they need to win. And they oh, and Georgia, 
They get gosh almighty. They're probably going to lose. They're probably going to win one game. Very similar to Mississippi State. Yeah, they're probably going to win one game in the home games, mm-hmm. and then on the road. On the road, they're at Vandy, at too. LSU, at A and M, and they got to find a way to win a road game. I mean, look just just off the top of my head, two wins for sure. They'll beat Vanderbilt. They'll win their non-conference games. I think That's, they'll be. A, I think they'll be a little lucky to to win three SEC games. But that would be a good first season, though, to go seven and five. Yeah, I mean, he would take that. Yeah, especially I mean, when we, we we said this before. Like, I I don't think Auburn fans are going to be super upset about this no. year. Thorne, if they if they win like three games, yeah. But Thorne it, is also not their first choice. Like, right, that, that was not the guy they wanted out of the portal. They would have rather had Buckner. I think they know. Alabama. I think they know that. This is going to be a rebuild, but they will be back pretty quickly. Next year, there'll be a team that probably wins nine games. Yeah, like I think Freeze is going to recruit really well, yeah. especially with their NIL money and their boosters. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that's going to be any issue there. It's just right. how big can he win there? Agreed. Can Agreed. he can he challenge Alabama? Agreed. I think the reason he was hired was because he beat Alabama they, twice. They will miss. expect him to beat Alabama within yeah. the first three years. Because they're saying, if you did this at Ole Miss... You can do it at... Exactly. Exactly. So, we shall see. That's got... Auburn is such an interesting team, even in years where it's not uh, Hugh Freeze's first season and all that. Auburn, just year in, year out, is one of the most interesting teams in in college football. Because they're they're just always... They're either really, really good or they're a train wreck. It's like LSU. Yeah. LSU's like that, too. All right. Next week, call the Hogs. We'll talk in Arkansas. Don't do that. Stop that. Pig suey. All righty then. That was Robbie Falk making fun of Arkansas, not Brian Hayden. Second worst cheer in in the SEC. uh, Yeah. Had to think for a second. Had to take myself around the conference. I agree. All right, so Arkansas next next week on the opponent preview series. All right, guys. Uh, Tomorrow's show. Our show for Friday, no catfish tour, obviously, this week, so we'll just have a regular show. Oh. I know. I'm going to go eat catfish tomorrow just because my, my system has gotten used to it. Yeah. Thursdays, it's like I, whenever I you i got to have catfish. It's like when you get in your car on like a Wednesday and mm-hmm. your maps recognize that you have to, like like for me, I have to take my daughter to mm-hmm. a tumbling class and my maps tells me I'm like eight miles away. Yeah. That's what your stomach's saying. We're supposed to be eating catfish I'm going to make that happen, so... Uh, so tomorrow should just be a normal show, though. Plenty to talk about for Mississippi State sports. Guys, have a great Thursday. Robbie and I will be back with you on Friday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.